0: Hey everybody, I'm Jody Vance.
1: And I'm George Affleck.
0: And it's time for...
1: No Cup for You! Unspun. No Cups. No Cups. No that stop song that, uh, that, that movie, The Cup.
0: Yes, I Let's have no coconuts. No coconuts
1: for you. <laughs> no. Anyways, I'm referring. Yes, obviously we have to no sin. bananas. No bananas. It's, no. Oh, yeah, Ken's the, Okay. Yes. Yes. No cups. No cup fee. He's gonna get rid of it. He says he's announced it yesterday. No cups. No cup fee. So George, for the it. purposes of unspun. Yes.
0: What the What the hell? Why were we having a cup fee in the per- first place? Like where we we all pay? Would you like a bag for that?
1: Well that's the that's the bag fee. That's it'd be good if you got rid of that too. Uh it's all yeah, same we have the in, in, in my mind. Richmond has it too now. They have the bag fee. So this was something that, you know, it happened under the previous council in Vancouver. And uh you know, I was when I was in council, we got several reports from staff. And Vancouver's, you know, and this is with Vision Vancouver, who would be considered a very green party and green uh, uh government. Uh staff would appeal with logic and say, here's the challenge with these kinds of fees is that they just encourage uh, people. First of all, the bag fee makes people go buy plastic bags, and that actually adds more plastic bags into the environment. Um, And it's, you know, not recycled bags, these are brand new bags they're buying, and they're going one use. A lot of people I know, for me, with plastic bags, I would use them two or three times and then use them as a garbage bag at the end. Um, so instead we're buying, and I do this myself, I buy plastic garbage bags now because I need to put my garbage in something. And so I spend money on bags and I put this brand new bag into the garbage. And so they would argue that they also said that paper bags are really bad. Uh, The amount of content and the cost and the environmental impact and the footprint's huge. And so that's bad. Even worse is cloth bags, which are terrible for the environment. The process of creating cotton and these yeah, it's terrible. And then there's the cup fee, which makes no sense at all. But nobody knows. There's a straw banning straws and then the cup fee. Um, and this is basically a tax that if you go to McDonald's, it's funny They, they when you drive up, they'll ask you about cups. And you know, of course, you got to use a cup. So they charge extra for the cup. Then they ask you if you want a bag and you're like, well, no, I guess not. And then but they still give you a bag. <laughs> you still get a bag.
0: Convenient it's convenient for
1: them, but well, they just don't course. charge you
0: the 15 cents for That's the bag. Right. That's but what if they when charge you, go you the to money McDonald's,
1: say no to the bag, you'll get one anyways.
0: When they charge you the money for the cup, where does the money go?
1: Right into the pockets of the corporations and the companies. So How is it's that not green? a tax, it's a it's a it's a revenue maker for the for these companies, which I'm sure they appreciate these multinationals. But uh for you know, it doesn't make any sense. It's a bunch of nonsense. It's it's okay. it's, it's it's once again those things that so, so misdirected. It's based on a a desire to solve a problem here doing something that's not going to solve the problem it's just like it's 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 you know uh lipstick on a what is a pig is out is it's yeah. like it's not it's not something that's it's there's better ways to do this like think yeah. about how our buildings are built and green roofs and putting your energy into those kinds of things insulation uh you know these are things that make it maybe
0: no maybe having people Big buildings, I know that a city skyline is important, especially in the darkness of night. But how many lights do we really need on? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like there are other ways to, that doesn't cost an already strapped taxpayer more. That's what, and I'm really pleased. You mentioned Ken Sim, uh, Vancouver Board of Trade is where the mayor mm-hmm. uh, was speaking to this and other things. So I want, you were there. So I'm going to put your brain on that. But mm-hmm. so far, watching this new mayor if we can keep calling him the new mayor because it was your birthday back in October. well the board of trade said
1: it was 101 days and i'm like wow. and he even ken sims said is it 101 days i guess since he was elected but he really didn't he said i thought it was like two months but okay we'll go with 100 right days. right because um, so it was
0: november it was november yeah. when he was sworn in right like at that he got thing elected the 100 days ago yeah so right okay so what was it like at the Vancouver Board of Trade, just in general, take us on a journey. Take us on the unspun journey of what you saw there.
1: Well, first of all, it was packed. They could have. It was packed. It, they could have sold a, big, a room twice the size, from what I heard. They were. They, they. 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 It was sold out, beyond sold out. So that, as part of that, was related to uh, COVID being, you know, over as it is, and, and people being able to be together. And uh, this is sort of the way to get
0: mail, George. We're going to get mail on that.
1: (laughs) And, um, and, uh, the fact that this is a business community that's very interested in this new mayor, who's, you know, supposed to be pro-business. They wanted to hear what he had to say. And of course we all want to hear the solutions. And so Ken Sim uh, got up there and one of the interesting things was he was, he was, he was, um, introduced by, uh, the, the, um, Vancouver Port Authority, the, the Port of Vancouver, um, uh, and it's funny cause Gregor Robertson and vision never really acknowledged the port. They, they really hated the port. They would not, the, from what I understood, uh, from, I was, what I've been told by certain people, Gregor never went to visit the port. He never met with them. He, why it's like our biggest taxpayer of the port. Right. Yeah. And, and or it's the biggest city. industry. Yeah. Yeah. The biggest port city in North America. And why? so it's that's the biggest port in north america and anyways so he, they were happy to sponsor this lunch and uh, introduce him so that was that was the first kind of statement right there anyways right. he got up took his jacket off because that's casual ken casual that's his king. casual ken let me just roll up my sleeves and get to work <laughs> i mean it's a bit dorky i mean he's trying to be cool i guess but a little bit sporty to be cool, the opposite yeah. happens anyways i don't know it's fine um, um
0: casual know, ken
1: As well can Ken. So uh, he got very uh, thirsty too. It's funny. He kept taking sips sips of water. He brought it up several times uh, and he kept thinking, is it dry in here? I was like, dude, you're nervous. It's all right. You know, it's okay. You're thirsty. We've all had dry mouth when we've spoken in a public setting. You're allowed to pause.
0: Allowed to pause and drink.
1: Cotton mouth. It's scary. You start to kind of panic. You think, what's wrong with me? Um, mm. it's just immediate dehydration. Anyways, keep bringing it up, but like, dude, just drink your water. Nobody knows. Um, anyway, so the first part I was kind of, uh, cause I was texting a couple of reporters who wanted to talk to me afterwards and I was saying they wanted to know what I was thinking. I said, well, I'll, I'll let you know when I know when he's got something to say, because a lot of big history lesson at start, a lot of history about what's wrong with this. What's, you know, what all this and that. And history, yeah, we all know that we all know that. Yeah. Um, what are you going to do about it? This is so, an
0: educated audience here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we know. now.
1: So he finally got to it in the last, you know, 10 minutes of his thing. And, you know, it was interesting in that um, the way I put it with the Vancouver Sun was, I said uh, to Dan Fomano, I said, you know, he talked a lot about, he, he spent a lot of time, especially at the end, um, saying, please uh, give me time. Don't get mad at me. You know, already kind of speaking to the reporters in the, in the room. Uh, and probably people like us who, you know, like to rant on about people, um, you know, give me time. These, these are big problems. And I think this is a, it's funny because I think this is a business thing and you probably do this. I think, you know, you can't get everything done in one day. You can't get You can't get your goals, your long-term goals done in one day. You have your long-term term goals, but you actually achieve those goals by micro incremental daily goals. Like I do six, I can only do, I do six things in a day. Like I just have my list of six and that's it. And, and it, it, they're all related in some way to the goal, but they're just smaller things that you do. And I, and that's, that's how you, that's how you run a business. Generally, you have your goals, you have your things, you have all those meetings, all, but you know, your, your things you need to get that done that day. You yeah. can't do more You got to leave
0: space for the things that are urgent that you can't foresee. Yeah, that's right. So you can't, but you, you can't to try and... stock everything and try and fix everything all at once. You got to do the thing that moves the ball further down the field. That's right. to use a football analogy. That's and right. Yeah, no, I'm that's, with you. I'm with you. 100%. Yeah. So that's
1: how we, and that's how journalism works a little bit. You kind of do a little bit yeah. of research, get the work yeah. and you get to the bigger story. So that's but when kind people of, say,
0: like, how did you, do, how did you get to where you are? How did you do the thing? Well, I mean, every day I work towards the goal of doing this thing and yeah. eventually that's you right. find yourself hitting that and then you make a new goal and you push towards the next one and then you get to there. And then, so, I mean, did he get to what his yeah. most urgent goals are? Are? Any yeah. timelines well, or anything?
1: And, uh, that's, and Amanda's dad always says, the harder I work, the luckier I get. Uh, you know, it's a great quote. Because you know, mm. it's so true. Because you're it, it's you don't, you're not lucky. And, you know, it's, there's no very few, you know, um, uh, you know, immediate success stories. that like people just suddenly become successful. They, they yeah. work at it wherever they started. Um, yeah. yeah, He. I mean, there's... Just on that point. So I think he's trying to apologize in advance for not achieving the goals overnight. So prepare yourself... I can't get to this without doing a million little things. And that's actually how government operates. If you're doing it as a (laughs) non-politician, this is the challenge because people, as much as that's common sense and doing those little things will get you there. People are impatient. Journalists like to do stories that are more sensational. Um, If you're not doing big things and you're not making big changes, people will start nipping at you. They'll start, They'll start poking, saying, when is it going to change going to happen? So he's trying to remind people this because it's true, of course, but it's really hard to pull off. And, you know, after uh, 200 days or 500 days, he can keep saying that. But if people don't see change in a bigger way, they're going to start saying, okay, buddy, you know? So he's trying to set up, say, but I said, remember when I said that? Anyway, so that's one thing. That's, it's an interesting setup for himself. So he can, like, he can always point back, but, you know, Politics—you're only as good as your next thing. So, um, so a couple of things that were surprising was he was very adamant about view cones and and uh, you know not not allow not this, us being obsessed with this. So tower developments, and we're stopping these developments from having you know because it has a little corner that's going to block some people's view, and uh, that's ridiculous. And and you know okay, um, and view corridors as well. He mentioned so these are two big things in Vancouver in a lot of ways. Huge. Yeah. Um, and people get really, really uptight about it. So we'll see how that plays out. He said that the cup thing. He said he's going to cancel the cup, but that was one of the things he said. I, I thought I could do that like tomorrow, but apparently it's a process. So it'll probably be May before we can stop the cup fee. And it just shows you, and it's a little lesson for him about how slow bureaucracy is. Right. Um And and you know there was also was it um, uh, permitting, and that's and there's an interesting thing that came out today because that's his big yeah. thing. He wants to Auditor up General. Yeah. And, you know, the Auditor
0: General report came in and it was like, thank you general. very much yeah. for, every, yeah, thank you everybody for playing, playing nice with me while I check this out and here's what I learned. And it was nice, nice. And then the delivery was in unspun terms.
1: <laughs> well, you're, you're, you haven't taught your staff to do the work. I mean, th- it was clear in this, it's a very short press release, but it was basically said the processes aren't, aren't that bad, fees aren't terrible you know they're in line the fees I are think. in
0: line which is yeah. good news the fees are in line the trouble yeah. is there's a bunch of fees that aren't necessarily being paid by some which if you read in deep enough yeah, well, for me out. for someone like me what's it's the same like the pro developer kind of jam it's oh, like well, who exactly isn't paying the full poll mm. and who is like, there's a question I'd have. My first question for the auditor general would be: Have we identify who is not paying? Or are we just saying that that you know it was just a little bit of a mistake by the people who aren't trained properly? Mm-hmm. I mean, my unspun radar so, dinged.
1: Yeah, that's that's you know that's a good point, and I think you know, and of course you have to be careful because you don't want to get yourself into kind of some kind of litigious situation, or you for don't want to sure. have a, a you don't have staff sure. be outraged and be think they're being accused of something. So, coupling this. Basic accusation that you define there, and you may be right with the fact that. Hey, but it may not be their fault.
0: Maybe they, right, maybe crazy.
1: They, they, may, my- <laughs> they may be you may be crazy, but uh, but the fact that it may, maybe it's because staff haven't been trained properly. So let's right. let's deal but with I that. Don't blame those staff.
0: That's one bad point. Too. If that's true, both are both are at the end of the day costing the taxpayer, yes. right? Because this is where the revenue comes from. This is funny how when when private real estate transactions happen there is no wiggle room for for those it's just the it's like hmm, Uh i don't know anybody who didn't have to pay for a permit on their application to redo their deck or their bathroom or the mm-hmm. whatever so it's like you know that's why these transparency things are so important and i do believe one step closer to that because this is not the current administration's issues right yeah. We're, yeah. we're looking back here, like what, what, where are the shortcomings here? Why is there a backlog of permitting? Why does it take years to build the thing that people can then live in or work in or work from like that? There's, mm-hmm. it seems super basic, George. And it's, it's, as you said about the cups, as you've said about the, the slowness of the bureaucracy around um, getting stuff done. Yeah. This feels like one that, should be urgently addressed and it should be all hands on deck open the books let's look at what the problem is here because we can't get the housing built without the permits like it all comes yeah. back to the permits all of it comes back. but some it feels yeah. like someone's like oh but if we open everything up they're gonna see what the permits were it's like oh god
1: well and he didn't even get into the speed at which these things are are presented which is mostly the complaints is not all yeah. the cost it's the speed and that seems to be the mm-hmm. number one subject he didn't and so but if you say well, maybe speed is related to the fact that staff are inconsistent in their training. And in fact, if you talk to anybody who's gone in permits, they'll say quite often, Oh, well, I went to this guy. He said this. Then I went to somebody else down the end of the, of the aisle and he said the exact opposite. Well, well, which is it? Like, what's the process and how much is it? And what? Yeah. And, so, and what do you mean? What do you
0: mean you need the original
1: drawings that I already gave to you a year ago? Right. Oh,
0: that other guy, they, they lost those drawings. We're going to need the original drawings again. Yeah.
1: Original yeah, or different department. Our department needs our own drawings. But that, I gave yeah. you the drawings. I gave you the
0: actual. That's like yeah. taking my birth certificate and stuff. telling me you need my birth certificate. Like, come on, this is.
1: Yeah, it's, I don't. It's think a little people chaotic. Paying a fee if they get. Yeah, give me what they want. Yeah,
0: and it happens <laughs> in Port just Coquitlam just those and those. Burnaby and Richmond and Ladner, and you know, like it yeah. happens in other jurisdictions all around the city of Vancouver. So, what is broken here? And certainly, it's a bigger machine. I acknowledge. That it is a much larger machine, which we've discussed over the two hundred and two episodes of this podcast, almost weekly. Um, that we have, you know, delved into the complexities of just getting stuff done and permitting is a struggle. Permitting and property taxes and and highest and best use taxes, and we get into you know well, corporate tax versus yeah, private it, home tax and oh
1: my if God. you're talking about supply and demand to get more houses built whether and, and ken sim talked about this you know we, need, we want more housing social private nonprofit. We, you know we need more but we, we can't get more if we have we're sitting on pieces it takes four to five years and of course that's true and so you know when you've got yes. something that's holding them up and then there's staff that are not you know fully with the process and you get yeah. this backlog and this chaos and hopefully so, they can clean it up. Hopefully they can clean it up. Well, Speaking of cleaning it up, staff, can I, no. No, right. Not, politicians can't do that alone. That's, That's
0: the, right. And people, and you've taught me again, this is an unspun thing. There's a difference between the, the elected officials and the staff that, that, mm-hmm. that the staff doesn't change over with a new um, city council and mayor and park board. The staff no. doesn't change. So it's like, okay, And these are some, these are some really hardworking people. So and they're doing what they're directed to do. And they're trying to follow guidelines. And if they're not properly trained or understand what is expected, or what is allowed, you're going to take the path of least resistance, I'd imagine on trying to make sure that that all T's are crossed and I's are dotted. I want to talk about Surrey Police and RCMP. I had the opportunity last week, as we mentioned to speak with um, David Eby, Premier David Eby, came in studio on the mm. show and we were talking about. And one of the things I'm like, Linda, close your ears. I got to ask him something. He's <laughs> married to Norm Lipinski, who's the, the, the chief. police chief of Surrey yeah. Police Services. So Premier Eby said, by the end of the month, there will be a decision as to whether or not mm. Surrey will continue to move forward with the Surrey Police Services transition or revert back to and take the hit on all of what has been spent on SPS and go back to the RCMP in Surrey. I'm just wondering, what do you think is going to happen? Do you want to make a prediction? Like, this is your Super Bowl kind of thing, isn't it?
1: I would say that they'll be, be, uh, you know, don't bother. I think that, uh, I've talked about this before. I wonder what the polling is on this, you know, uh, NDP and Liberals need Surrey, What's the polling on this? Are people frustrated in Surrey? Clearly the mayor just won on a campaign saying no to Surrey police services. Uh, and yes to RCMP. Let's keep what we have. She won her election on that. So, And the prior
0: mayor won on the election of we're going to change it. Yeah, it's just so
1: bizarre. So it's a balance. It's like probably, you know, 50-50, right? Yeah. So I think they'll look at it riding to riding. And I'm, I'm not saying that's 100% what they're doing politically. But it, it's a bit of a... A multi-million, if not billion-dollar quagmire <laughs> that Surrey's in, because if they say keep it, uh, well, I mean, in the way that if, they, if the province says keep it, she can, the mayor can go, oh, it's not my fault. I have to now move forward with this, and I, I wanted to get rid of it, but I'm not allowed right. to. And there's the, the spin. Is, yeah, the, the ball is already rolling. Blame them. There. It's yeah. a little yeah. bit of this, right? Yeah, yeah. But she, what she would be smart to is why you talk to neighbor you know, communities around. Uh, t- talk to Langley, talk to, you know, other places, White Rock, you know, let's amalgamate our police forces into a, you know, Fraser Valley police force that might lower right. the cost. Right? right. So Or provincial,
0: um, provincial police, because like the, the one of the arguments, yeah, like the OPP, right. OPP, Having lived yeah. almost, almost a decade in Ontario understanding the interworkings. Like, so you connect the dots in the neighborhoods, not that the police departments don't all work together, but the federal, piece of the puzzle, the RCMP, which is in many jurisdictions, right, around um, British Columbia, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just, does everybody work nice together? That would be my question, because I uh, making a decision, from what I understand, making a decision at the RCMP level, it has to go all the way to Ottawa and then come back. And where on municipal police, it's a little bit different. Um, yeah just you know it's and like you said if you connect them all for sure it's, a, it's like your th- RCMP
1: you 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 can only ask for so much because then they can only give you so much if you have your own police department if you have the political will and and there's the support you can like in Vancouver where you keep adding adding, adding 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 money until it's you know becomes 40 percent of your budget um so it gives the and you know having I'm torn on this issue because I you know having been in council of Vancouver and and have worked you know with the VPD and seen how they can how they you know they're connected to the community and you know, I I don't know what the RCMP is like, but it's hard to imagine that when you have a process where that you have no choice of who's going to be in charge of your local police force, who the chief will be in that, you know, community, it's all determined out of Ottawa, how that, how that helps them connect with your community in a way that, you know, Surrey is different than Langley, Langley's different than White Rock, White Rock's different than Delta, Delta, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and it's, you know, you look at the American model, we have the FBI and then you have, you know, then you have your local police forces and here right. we have a mixture. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll keep our ear to the ground and we'll tell you what happens when it happens. Let's talk a little bit of federal politics. Uh, Justin Trudeau, the prime minister, just did the retreat. I was watching the press briefing as of Thursday. This is Thursday, the 25th, or sorry, Wednesday. We're taping early yes, Wednesday, the 25th. Early. Mm-hmm. a little bit early um and watching the press conference today honestly george he said so much nothing today it was <laughs> it was like what are we but it's even more so than than in in many cases like it, i heard a couple of questions asked by journalists there were journalists from all um major News outlets asking questions, and there were a couple of times where the prime minister literally didn't even address the subject matter of the question. No follow up. They were like, "Next question." I'm like, oh, kid. "Okay." He kept saying, "I've got nothing to announce right now." What he was speaking about, though, um, was how the government—he was pointing back to how the government supported people during COVID mm-hmm. and how spending money. It, it was like he—it was like he was sending. Sending messages to Jagmeet Singh and the, the NDP to be like, we're doing it. We're spending. But, yeah. And he took a couple of shots at um, Pierre Polyev, uh, the conservative leader and official opposition. It was interesting to, to you know.
1: Well, Pierre told- Polyev is, is polling ahead of him now by about five points. Uh, NDP are polling pretty well. It's it's an opportunity. And it really kind of depends on Quebec um, on how they, you know, where their support lands and what they do there. But uh, you know, it's it's interesting. I, I, I think it'll be interesting to see how how, how Jagmeet 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 Singh, Jagmeet, and, yeah. Jagmeet Singh kind of how you play this in the next election. You, you, you've been basically kowtowing to to the prime minister's wishes. You, I, I think they're getting stuff, but they're not promoting it in the way that they would they should. Like we got all this stuff because of us. That would be you know, if it wasn't for us. Trudeau would be right wing or something, right? Something. Um, but he, yeah. he
0: literally Trudeau was pointing to dental, 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 which has been an NDP thing. Yeah. yeah. And and today it was like we dental. And it's like, oh. And you see Jagmeet saying on social media, and social media isn't yeah. uh indicative of the greater voter base, but it is loud. And he seems pissed at the liberal government and yet still
1: Continues to prop. What choice does he have? What choice does he have? He could, if he, if he snap forces an election, could end with Polyev. And as a human being, he may have a problem with that as a person, yeah. as a leader. So if he sticks around or if they continue this coalition, which is really what it is, um, you know, they can keep the conservatives out of government for a long time. Yeah. Um, so uh, it's, I think, you know, it's, you know, going back to EB a little bit. Um, yeah. Who, is eating the BC Liberals or United BC, whenever that name is official, uh, he's eating their lunch. He's taking a lot of their ideas, and which is a total liberal thing. So it sort of shows you EB is kind of a centrist, pretty close to center as a as an NDPer. Um, probably, sure know, somebody- felt that way when I interviewed yeah. him for 20 minutes. Yeah. it was so He answered all of our
0: questions Yeah, in a, in a meaningful way. Like even yeah. when he said, you know, I'd love to be able to tell you right now, I'm going to do that right this second, but I'll tell you as soon as I do. And this is what we're thinking. And one of the things that I think is important to mention on the podcast today is about healthcare. While the headlines are so juicy about our healthcare system in Canada and how some provinces are are looking to private healthcare clinics to sort of outsource some of the backlog to try and mm-hmm. prop up the system. We asked Premier EB this specifically and he said BC is the only province that is absolutely not going that route. Um, the government is going the route of actually buying up some of these places to incorporate into, you know, at a cost. But these are some of the things I think, and Prime Minister Trudeau is like, I'm not just going to throw money at, at healthcare in each region without there being some sort of plan in return on investment, which, you know, it's like, oh, how precarious yeah. is this going to get before this happens? Like, it's all a lot of politicking. But it was yeah. interesting, I think, because of the point that um, – Premier Evie was making about, if we just do what Doug Ford's doing, um, we're going to find ourselves in a situation where more doctors are being pulled out of our wow. and, s- you know system and into these private clinics.
1: This has been challenged in our Supreme Court by British Columbians. Uh, privatization uh, has lost several times in courts. And yeah. so Ontario may talk about that, but as soon as somebody decides to challenge it, based on precedents from British Columbia's challenges, which failed. Um, right. it's unlikely privatization will happen unless the court changes or something, because the basic and where it's, it's embedded. And so, uh, I'll be interested to see it. Trudeau is playing a defense game here, playing on the fence. And then EB is definitely, you know, I think this it's, it's good to let, we talk a lot about this, this mushy middle, right. In politics mm. and Vancouver being the center of that. Uh, how do you win politically? Um, Trudeau definitely a centrist. Liberals, in, in its sense, it's, its essence is a, is a centrist party. Um, and I think EB is definitely playing that center game. I think what's interesting with the Liberals changing their name, I, I, I never thought that was a good idea uh, because I think the Liberal name provides them a, an immediate attraction to, to the center. Um, yeah. By changing their name, now people are going to go, well... I mean, I'll vote NDP then because that sounds like right wing. Right, because those are conservative.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, one more thing with regard to the healthcare system, in here and the concerns that I want to hit this story out of Port Hardy. You saw this obviously the uh, the they're down to one ER yeah. doctor. Saw that like, guy,
1: that poor guy. He's like, I'm all by myself. Bless here. him, help. bless him. And Somebody for send those, help.
0: everybody up island in remote areas, if you have an emergency in a remote area and you're Float planed in. Guess where yep. you go?
1: Port Hardy. Yep. Um, so I there's... have friends, a couple of friends who work up there in the North Island in, in emergency services, ambulances, and yeah, it's yeah. it's a hard hard life. They're busy bringing
0: in, as we've talked so many times, George, bringing in the um, physicians and nurses who are accredited and qualified from in other jurisdictions, and and getting them up to speed, shortening the time of of getting uh, all the proper training and, and paperwork done, David E.B. was saying that they're they taking that process from four years down to nine months and even getting some on the job to work under other physicians or nurses to to, to get it, you know, something moving, which, again, we've been talking about a ton. Can I mm-hmm. slip in one more thing um, that has nothing no. to do with politics? No, you cannot. No, forbidden. I. Uh, I love the Folk Festival. I love the Vancouver oh. Folk Festival. I go every every single year, other than obviously in a pandemic year. But it's a the family-friendly place where you throw down a blanket. The food is affordable. They've got the little marketplace. Young and, old, old, the young and old
1: hippies. Young and old young hippies. Young and old I am such a hippie. From England get to come together to watch
0: like we got Greek days and Catalano days and Italian days. We got the great festivals. We got the huge, big celebration of light and that kind of thing. And the, mm-hmm. the Vancouver Folk Festival to me is one that is is worth saving. And the the board saying, you know, we can't do it. It's going to cost at least five hundred thousand dollars in a world where we're tossing around billions for for other things That's, is there not a five hundred thousand dollars somewhere someone uh, someone watching you know, they listening right now please
1: this is the challenge. i mean i don't know what their policing budget and i imagine policing for the folk fest is really hardcore <laughs> so hey you hippies stop smoking that marijuana stop smoking that weed
0: <laughs> it's legal uh, now you can you i know the still beach. The i mean beach. i don't know You're what not allowed so to do it not allowed to but do i it bet
1: she the police beach. budget's a hundred thousand dollars uh because it's You're required so I, I don't know. I mean, it's a lot of money. Uh, it's hard to get sponsors these days. You look at all the events that have ended: no New Year's festival, no Santa Claus parade. parade. Uh, oh, you know, it's yeah. tough. It's tough. And that's where so, right. I got to know
0: your wife, Amanda. Was a Santa the Santa Claus, Claus parade. parade? Yeah, she used to yeah. produce the
1: TV version. I love um, that one. <laughs> So I don't know. It's 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 you got to show the you got to show the math. You know, you got to make it majority private and a bit of government funding. But if you want five hundred thousand dollars for the government, I wouldn't support that. No way. I can't have my right. money. No, no, I mean, money. Yeah. I mean private
0: sector. I mean private. There's got to be. Chip Wilson. I know you're watching, Bud. <laughs> he
1: probably goes to it.
0: Yeah, probably. Actually, <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: you yeah. can call it the Chip Wilson uh, Folk Fest. The Why Lemon not? Folk Fest. I don't think Email people would support no. that. that. Follow the folk us along, festival people. Here. There's no way the Folk Festival people would support a corporate name ahead of the name the Folk Fest. That's no. the problem with that festival. That they can't, is. The they problem. don't want it. They want it, but they don't want to monetize it in the way that traditionally you need to monetize and sponsor things so it's a it's a they're a victim of their own uh what shall i say <laughs> hippiness that's true i love it though you I'll can follow some, us. i'll play some real terrible folk music for you when we when we oh, eat for lunch you. i'll bring over thank some of my uh i don't know what his is uh crosby stills and ash shout out shout out to shout Greg
0: out crosby. follow um, us on twitter at george underscore like <laughs> George, underscore off like at Jody Vance Jody with the Y at Jody Vance on Twitter unspunpodcast.com is where you go to make sure that this gets delivered to your inbox when we do it because sometimes we have to move it because George is going traveling and stuff because I, I go <laughs> yeah it.
1: all I do is work. work that's it I'm working I'm yeah. working I'm working I got a client I'm gonna visit um, them far away but there's one there okay. Good luck with that
0: yeah, bye thanks.
1: bye.